after further reveal. All right. Well, first of all, thank you guys for listening yeah. watching we already got some collins julia thank you and kelly i appreciate you being on yeah so if you're listening you know we appreciate it and we're gonna get right into some uh fun topics but first we're doing a trivia so you guys ready for this trivia starting off with some trivia all yeah. right all right we're gonna break into trivia all right so you guys know julio has been on an absolute tear recently julio rodriguez from the mariners uh mariners now that division crazy mariners rangers and astros but Julio was on an absolute tear. He had 28 hits in the last 10 games as of yesterday. He's the first player to do that since what player in 1997? 28 hits in 10. 28 hits in 10, his last 10 games as of yesterday. Since 1997? Yeah. If you want a hint, I'll give you one. Okay. <laughs> he was on. He was a nomination for our AFR all-time team. Oh, gosh. Well, a nomination? He's so a doesn't, nomination. Doesn't mean he made it. Does not mean he made it. Oh gosh, Del Crandall. Oh, Kenny oh. Lofton. Yeah, Kenny Lofton. 1997 was on a tear. Wow. Hey, underrated. Yeah, that's why he was on the AFR almost all-time team. So I just figured it was a fun one and kind of relevant because that. I mean, we'll talk about the MLB here in a little bit, but that uh, that division has become crazy, and the Mariners have just turned it on since All Star break, really. So yeah, they've been insane. Yeah, no, they really have. So uh, NFL coming up, always fun to talk about the NFL. And we got our big fantasy football draft on Friday. 14-team league gets intense. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, League of Leagues this Friday, all the, all the ship folks out there listening. And then Chase, Monday night, we have our family league, which is a 12-person team. So both oh, just yeah. monster leagues. The our, our ship league with 14 teams gets gets a little crazy sometimes. I, I get scared to draft when I get to like the eighth round. So should be interesting as always. Yeah, you definitely gotta reach deep in those drafts for people. Yeah, 14 teams, and I think we changed it to half half point PPR, but you know, no tight end slot either. And you know, it just it gets uh gets intense. Oh yeah, it gets messy for sure, but always always a fun time, a lot of trash talking and just an exciting time of year because, you know, the fall the fall just reminds you of football. And I know we're not at that cool weather yet, but yeah. right around the corner. Chase got second pick. You got, I think, 10th, and I'm at ace. So I'll have to do some mock drafts. I am not prepared this year. <laughs> I will definitely not be doing any mock drafts. Okay, so. going to go in uh, going cold. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Then you don't overthink it. That's true. Hey, sometimes – hey – we have someone who never drafts and he always seems to do well. So yeah. Hey, that's Look, the big thing at you, Garrett, anyone out there that's playing fantasy football this year, please just draft It just, no one likes the older drafters. So just hop on. Even if you don't really know what you're doing, the computer knows all it'll help you out. Just get on your, get on your draft. Yeah. I mean, then this year we, it is online. So there's a luxury, like you could even set it ahead of time a little bit. Like you could even, pick players that you'd prefer you can set your auto draft if that's what's going to happen so yeah no excuses exactly no excuses garrett still looking at you yeah yeah convenient as ever to do this it looks like you got a comment from Lindsay saying go cowboys so oh yeah i'll, I'll be saying a few of those here and there this year yeah. might be might be shaking off the the dust and getting some go cowboys out there myself so how do you feel about trey lance um honestly i 
just don't know why the 49ers gave him up for only a fourth round pick. Uh, I don't think he's really going to mean anything. I mean, what's Jerry Jones' son name? Steven Jones? Yeah, what is yeah. that? Because he came out and said in their last preseason game, he's like, oh, yeah, if Dak gets hurt again, this will be perfect. So I was just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, it's not a bad idea. And it's almost what the Eagles did when they took Jalen Hurts. So if Dak does suffer a catastrophic injury, which he might happen again, then at least you have somebody more confident than who they've been able to put out there in recent years. Yeah, and it's a flyer with talent. I mean, there's a reason he was picked third overall, so it doesn't hurt. Yeah. yeah. And maybe, I mean, and maybe it does put a little pressure on Dak, and maybe that's a good thing. You that, know, yeah, that's never true. Know. I mean, Cowboys develop pretty decent backups. Um, I feel like, did like play not QBs that will become QB1s, but they're good. So Trey Lance probably will learn some stuff being under Dak. And I know Lindsey's not a fan of, of Trey Lance being there, but – I mean, for a fourth-round pick, it is what it is. Yeah, fourth-rounder is nothing. You, and the Cowboys can easily recoup that as a, if they let go of a free agent at the end of the year because you get compensatory picks. So I, I think you're only as good as your backup quarterback. And if you have somebody that you know that's pretty solid and not like a Ben DiNucci or somebody like that, you have a chance later in the season. So Yeah, and he's – is he third string or second string? Um, I think – I saw Will Greer was balling out the other night. Yeah, he that was like his trial for another team, though. They were already – they basically announced they were getting rid of him before that game, but they let him play it out. When did he get all tatted up? I honestly oh. don't even know Will Greer before. I remember Maybe the fact he's like over 30, I think, at this point. I just remember him out of, out of college, and he just looked like this – I don't know. I, don't I just think he left college till he was like 27. Oh, oh like who was the guy the Browns drafted that was like – Brandon Whedon, he played yeah. baseball for eight yeah. years and then went and back to And he also was with the Cowboys. Yeah, Stetson Bennett, another guy who was in college for like 10 years. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Will Greer just kept transferring and maintaining eligibility. And then he ended up with West Virginia. And he's been living off that practice squad ever since. Hey. Oh, yeah. Hey, if you can make it as a backup QB in the NFL, you can make some good money without really having to play. Yeah, remember Charlie Whitehurst, Philip Rivers backup? He never played, but everyone knew who he was because he was like just clipboard Jesus. <laughs> That's like uh, Chase Daniel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're still rocking the uh, Raiders, I think, this year. Yeah, still hanging on. I thought he would have been a release candidate, but somehow he kept his job. Crazy. Josh McGowan, all those guys. Yeah. So this guys- is just – and for everyone, I know there's a lot of new people listening tonight. This is after further review, right? We're like hyped for the NFL season, and then we just list off like 10 notable QB2s in oh, the yeah. league. So the we just got – players you've watched in the last 10 years. A lot of them. A lot of them. Tyrod Taylor's always oh, a good one. I didn't mean to bring <laughs> it back. Going back around. Yeah. But – Hey, I mean, if when we do the Immaculate Grid, these are some good names you got to remember. Yeah. And somehow I'll magically forget all of these names at that point. Yep. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, I feel like as soon as I see the squares, just everything goes black. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we'll get to the Immaculate Grid here in a little bit. So st- stay on if you want to try to help us get our first AFR 9 for 9 because we yeah. still have not gotten one. Yeah. I don't even know if we've gotten an 8 yet, honestly. We usually just get a bad guess early and just put this in a bad spot. Yeah, we definitely had some 7s, but yeah, I don't know. So, so but yeah. yeah any, the 7s uh, are almost stretches, too. <laughs> <laughs> no. Any more, any more thoughts on NFL? Um, just as we're coming close to the season, 
um, before I know Ryan's got a quick little rapid Ryan segment here. Um, I'm excited for the Jets. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, yeah, I, I wasn't a biggest, the biggest fan of him, but it's the first time I feel like I've been excited for a Jets season in years. So I feel like Ben's love for Aaron Rodgers was like before, like a month ago, James Harden. Like I wasn't really excited for him. I didn't really want James Harden to come, but when he came, I was like, okay, well, if you're going to help us win, I'm going to be excited about it. And I feel like then yeah. that's kind of how you are with Aaron Rodgers. I'm, yeah. I mean, it's easy if a guy performs for the team and wins games, it's easy to start. Yeah. Him, so yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Is your dad hype about him? I think it's the same thing. If he wins, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to be salt. I'm not going to be upset at it. I mean, they're going to be they're like, relevant I mean, the AFC, already. Yeah, they're, they're relevant. Already. AFC is just so tough. I mean, you got so many good teams in that in right. the AFC. I mean, look at, you know, the Ravens, Raven, you have, potentially three playoff teams in that division alone. <laughs> yeah. And you have the drunk baby Browns too. So you never yeah. know what's gonna happen with them. Who knows? They looked they look bad. All right, Ryan, you ready for your uh, rabbit Ryan? Oh yeah. We don't get this segment a whole lot. We should get to it more because I love this rapid, rapid Ryan segment coming up. And for anyone who doesn't know how this works, it does it's not as rapid as you may think, but I'm just gonna list off a series of questions for Ben and Chase, and they're going to give a quick, basic overview of what they think the answer is. So I know Ben and Chase have no idea what I'm about to ask them. It's going to be mainly football-related since we're talking NFL right now. And you guys ready? Let's do it. All right, Rapid Ryan, question number one right here. Will Derrick Henry lead the NFL in rushing this year? Instant reaction, no. I'm going to go also no. I think the Titans – Top five, yeah. Yeah, I think the Titans as good as – we, I mean, we had them in the playoffs. I just don't think they, they're going to be, you know, able to compete with some of those high-powered AFC teams. So I think they might be playing from behind more than, you know, more than you'd like to to give Derrick Henry the carries he wants. Yeah, I think it's going to be one-dimensional for them. They know if they shut down Derrick Henry, they can probably take on the Titans' passing game. So I feel like he's just going to be limited because of that. Nothing that he can't do, but that's yeah. true. I mean, teams are going to say Ryan Tannehill beat me. Beat you know beat us yeah so it's kind of like a negative for Henry he's still gonna eat though but it's gonna be tougher and tougher each week yeah did you guys say no because you had another pick or just you just don't think he's gonna be there I mean it's hard because running backs can get injured and I mean we don't yeah. have to dive too much I don't into think it. he's gonna be there I don't I on my head I don't yeah. know who I would pick to lead the league but all right question number two you ready who will have the better year Ben's QB, Aaron Rodgers, or Chase's QB, Lamar Jackson? Oh, my gosh. I'm going to go Lamar Jackson. Aaron Rodgers is now the oldest player in the NFL. Whoa. And I just – Lamar feels like he's due for another MVP-type year. Uh, I think – I mean, the Jets also now have Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook, so they're going to do some running – you know, a lot of run game, and I don't think they're going to need Rodgers to throw for 350 yards every game. Yeah, I'm actually going to go with Rodgers. I think <laughs> we're still going to have a good year, but just as you mentioned, all the weapons that Rodgers has is definitely the most he's had, you know, in years, especially in Green Bay. I mean, they were getting rid of people, and then he didn't even have Devontae for a year. So the fact he has legit wide receivers, uh, you know, good running backs, and a decent offensive line, I, I think that gives him a really good shot. And he's crafty. He's a crafty guy. Yeah, no, I agree. And shout out to uh, my my parents who are listening. So 
appreciate that. Yeah, what'd your, um, what'd your dad say about the Jets? Said Jets should have a great D and Rodgers should be good with Wilson, Hall, and Cook. Yeah. So, no, yeah. it's, I mean, and that's where I don't think Rodgers, they need him to be that, you know, vintage Aaron Rodgers where he's throwing for 350 yards every game. So, all right. Yeah. Question three off, off the field issues aside, will Deshaun Watson receive any MVP votes this year? Oof. I don't know if he's ever no. gotten any, by the way. No. No, he might have gotten like two or three through like his first two years in Houston, but I don't see any way that he would get that unless he goes out and wins 15 games this year. I doubt it. And there's a better chance that Josh Cripps comes back and gets some MVP votes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> With that question number four, is any wide receiver in the NFL right now as good as Calvin Johnson, Megatron was in his prime. It's a tough one. I'm gonna say no. I, I mean, Megatron was double covered, like, and just stellar. Triple quadruple, out. even. Yeah. You look at guys like Jamar Chase, who are great receivers, but he's he had this special set of like physical tools that I don't really see many guys in the NFL having right now yeah i think a lot of guys have good i mean there's obviously elite receivers right now but calvin johnson was just dynamic and everything he could do like he knew if it was a jump ball he's getting it doesn't matter who's around him if he was gonna be open like he was just a lock to catch every single ball but i don't know there's a lot of guys last year that really made me think obviously cooper cup a triple crown winner aj brown has you know definitely turn himself into a top top receiver i don't know i'm gonna have to say no but there's a ton of if somebody breaks 2,000 yards this year i really want to be surprised but it's gonna take so much to do it to get there yeah i just think like physicality wise there's not a guy in the nfl right now and i mean he was also playing in an era where defenders could play a little more physical too yeah for sure i like that answer all right, number five, uh, last football one that I have one bonus baseball one. This one's a little bit off the wall. So Baker Mayfield's been team hopping a couple, little bit of the last few years here, and he wound up getting a starting job on the Tampa Bay Bucks with Brady leaving this year. And with that question, would you rather start a franchise with college legend Baker Mayfield or college legend who also started on the Browns Johnny Mansell. <laughs> really off the wall question. I know you guys weren't ready for this. Okay. <laughs> That's uh you college Johnny football. I'm gonna have to go with. He was dynamic. They're both really good though. I'm just I'm gonna go Baker only because I know he's gonna show up to the games. That's fair. I mean Johnny. Baker Baker joined the Browns at a better time with the organization. Yeah better coaching staff but johnny manzel does still play he's still quarterback for like a the that indoor fan are we sure about that? yes oh my god yes i verified that today yeah that, i know that doc that came out i didn't watch it but um i heard it wasn't like great it was okay wait no, so what chase, watched you, film. chase you went yeah. johnny manzel yeah and you went bakes yeah okay okay i mean he applied himself like he probably has his raw talent he definitely could have been a star I think. I mean, he had some wild Texas A&M games. I'm pretty sure he knocked off Alabama at one point. Like, 
I, I think in college, being a little bit crazier has a bigger reward. It doesn't always mean you're the most talented, but just being crazy and taking a risk like that. Like all of his plays were him scrambling and extending a play or him scrambling for a long run. So really similar to Baker Mayfield, but that also got him into trouble with interceptions. But I don't know. I just feel like Johnny football at that point in his career, I would go with him. He's a psycho. <laughs> Yeah, I like it. I like it. All right. And bonus question for Rapper Brian today. I know I usually rattle off five. Number six, and I had to do it because today Bryce Harper hit his 300th home run of his career, which less than 200 MLB players ever have done that. And my question for you two is, will he finish his career in the 500 club? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say Yes. I thought it was going to be the opposite. Ben. So he's at 300. He's 31. He's in Philly for what? Another eight, seven years. Yeah. Seven. I mean, I think he he's really embraced Philly and just the team. And I, you know, he's shown even when he hasn't been totally healthy, he he's still going to put up numbers. So I'm by saying that counting on him to, to, be on the field more than he has been over the past couple of years but yeah i think he's he's got a good shot yeah i mean if he gets like the next eight years you know 25 homers that's that'd be 200 more home runs so yeah it's feasible and i the 500 club is is small but i was like i mean he's and, he's got a chance and with the dh i mean it extends his career yeah a year or two at least citizens bank park is not pitcher friendly so yeah he can golf him out there i would love to see it and he definitely is a dramatic player like that where i could like i mean just even getting his 300th home run at the time they did and how many other home runs does he hit in a phillies uniform that were just insane a walk-off grand slam against the cubs so i could see it i at the same time though i just feel like he's gonna sputter out somewhere in like the 450s no fair point yeah, I mean, that, I mean, the question, I guess, with that, because you're saying 500, and that's there's nobody with 500 that isn't in the Hall of Fame. So I guess the other question is, is he a Hall of Famer? Will he be a Hall of Famer? Because if he gets the 500, he's pretty much a Hall of Fame lock. Because no one with 500 or more isn't in the Hall of Fame, except for the steroid guys. True. Just a fair point, but that's a separate argument conversation. We're not getting around um, here. Bryce has two MVPs now, right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. His two MVPs, he does not have a World Series. Classic Nats got one after he left, but but I mean, I mean that's that, and that doesn't matter as much. And World Series is not going to be held against him. No, for Hall of Fame, if he just needs to get back out on the field, I think that would greatly help him because his defense was good. Like he yeah. was, he was a good defender. He could throw guys out of third all the time, and he played a pretty solid right field. So. I mean, even just playing first base, he makes some plays at first. I mean, it, you know, it's not an easy position to handle. I mean, even Reese, you know, he will throw in a clunk play, and you're like, what the hell, dude? What do we got um, going on the rest of the show, Ben? What we got coming up here? So we're going to talk about some MLB, and I think first we're just going to kind of talk to Ryan about how wrong he was with the Otani situation. Oh, oh, how I want it. You mean how I said that the Angels in no way should trade him and yeah. because they're good and they're going to make yeah. the playoffs if yeah. he stays? Yeah. So, do you, I mean, I'll, I'm just, I'll start, Chase. Um, you can, I'm sure you'll have things to add. But basically, so they, they got Lucas Gioletto, Matt Moore, Ronaldo Lopez, Renfro, 
Grichik, I think maybe one or two other guys, Kron and Leon too. But they placed all of them on waivers a day or two ago to save $7 million, get under the luxury tax. With Otani, they would have gotten probably the biggest rental return ever, like for a player, as far as what they would have gotten back. So I think, I don't think it's unreasonable to say this is probably like the worst trade deadline by any team ever, like in the history of baseball. And that is not, they gave up, um, they gave up four of their top 10 prospects. Then they gave up some other prospects. Like, and they already had a weak farm system as it was. Their number one and number eight prospects, both pitchers who are in the upper minors who they could have used because, again, they never have pitching, traded them away. Yeah, it's it, it was bad. I don't know what you think, Chase. Yeah, I've never seen a team go from contending to waving the white flag so quickly and just putting people on waivers. And it's just embarrassing. Like you were saying, they gave up a lot of prospects. And last year when they traded Brandon Marsh, getting back Ohapi, he was immediately their number one prospect and they promoted him right to right to AAA. And that was a year ago. So then you flash forward a year, they finally get a little bit more talent in there, and then they just give it all away. And it doesn't make any sense. Like It would have been cool to keep Otani, sure, but what are the odds he's going to stay now and you get nothing for him? It seems pretty high. And I don't know. Like you were saying, Ben, I feel like they really could have got a haul and at least been competitive next year. Maybe you don't have to waive everyone. You could still hold on to some of the pieces, but... I think it would have been a lot quicker to do that instead of now you have to replenish your farm system and get MLB talent back somehow. And I don't see how it's possible to do both at the same time. Yeah. And I think, I mean, they have a minus 76 run differential since the trade deadline, which is the worst in the majors. And a lot of this, um, I mean, some of this might come back to that Anthony Rendon signing that was just has been awful for them. I mean, I think seven years, 240 million. And now they're sa- they're having to save money. Is this because of all of that too? It, I think this trade, this whole deadline probably set the franchise back as far as being able to contend at like another two years, like as far as time frame. It just it was that bad. Yeah. Now, like I think Otani's probably gone now. I think it's almost like sure he's gone. Yeah. And even if he comes back, he can't pitch. So you're relying on him to fill two holes and now you have to fill that other hole. And I don't know, whereas like the Mets, they like saw it wasn't on the wall and got good people in return. It was like, okay, yeah, they hit eject on the season. Not not ideal, but at least they made gains in that process too. Like you shedded some salary and you got people back and now they're going to contend next year. Like they can get a few people in free agency. They could retool it and be at least competitive again. Like the Angels, I don't even know where they go. Yeah, I don't think you can go any lower than the athletics, but you're going to be next door neighbors to them at some point. Yeah. And you have this weak farm system that just got a whole lot weaker with the trade deadline. Like, and you have like, is Trout going to start demanding a trade? And can you blame him if he does? Like they haven't won a playoff game since 2009. Like, and that is the second longest time. Fun fact. Do you want to know who the first one is? Guys guess. Uh, Wow, that is a tough question. I yeah, I don't know. 2004, the Twins. Oh, the twins. and they're about to get one. Well, they're about to make the playoffs. That's a thing. Yeah. And then they oh, made the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. So, do you think the Angels thought they could re-sign him? Or do you think they were just like, 
we're going to make a ton of money this second half of the season with their tiny playing games in our stadium. And we're just going to ride this out. Like, it's just crazy to me. Or is their organization just this bad? And they're just like, oh, yeah, no, we're going to win. And then I just, I'm just trying to get my head around what the heck happened because Trout's been out the whole year. And then, I mean, this horrible news with Tani having a second Tommy John. Like, did they think they were going to like try to re sign him? And that's why they weren't going to trade him? It doesn't or? necessarily need a second Tommy John, by the way. The UCL, oh, really? the UCL could be rehabbed. Like, I don't know if you remember Tanaka. When he yeah. Tanakhan was playing, he had the same issue. It just depends on the like magnitude of the tear. So he could rehab it and not need Tommy John, but you're always left with that like, you know, it could break more, and then he will need Tommy John again. Like, yeah, yeah, maybe just get it be this red flag. Yeah. But anyway, back to the question. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, part of it was they just bought too much at the deadline too like i think it's okay to add but if you add smart pieces i think they just did it ignorantly and just bought people because like giolito and lopez and like they did a lot of package stuff and i don't always think that's the best and especially being watching the phillies they haven't gone crazy at the deadlines like maybe you lead into it and think they're going to do something wild but last year just adding a handful of people like three people to their roster made such a difference in the long run it was like just enough to get them over the hump to have enough people to have versatility and stuff like that so i think if the angels just would have got maybe half of what they did they'd still be okay but i feel like they just added too much and then they were already maybe a shaky team with chemistry and then it just goes wonky on you so basically without saying without saying it they're organ they're like management's just garbage yeah it could be i can't ever tell what the read is with them like they had a lot of stability for a long time and then they started switching things up and obviously it hasn't been working because they don't make the playoffs but they're still not in the browns realm where i just hate everything that they do and everything that they do is a moronic move and it just <laughs> angers me because i have to deal with them but they're getting super close to that territory there's a real fine line about what they're doing and how close it is to be that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a part of it. They don't have a winning culture. I don't know if Trout isn't necessarily a leader. It doesn't have to be a leader, but it's a player of his magnitude, you know, feel like they should be or could be. Um, but they also just, I mean, I think everyone can look at the team in the like beginning of the season and say they need pitching and they seem to never address pitching. Like it feels like years that we've said they need pitching and what they do, they hire Anthony Rendon for a massive contract. They hire, like they sign him. So I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Pool was a big one. At one point. was a big contract. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of issues up there. Um, but we, yeah, we wanted to touch on that. Cause that was kind of, that was one, that was probably my biggest brick on the show today saying that they should keep make make a run. And Trout still hasn't played a game since. Yeah. Well, I will say they traded in 2019. They traded for Dylan Bundy. The Angels did, which he's not – I don't even know if he's in the league anymore um, or if he's rehabbing. But one of the guys that traded away to the Orioles was Kyle Bradish, who's oh, yeah. been going – who's a who's been a great pitcher for the O's this year. Yeah, doesn't he have the same ERA as Garrett Cole? Yeah, he might, he's probably a top five, like, Cy Young guy this year. So yeah. just, like, again – um, another move that the angels made with pitching and that was one of four prospects they traded for him i don't i don't think the other ones have done much but still like this massive haul for dylan bundy 
<laughs> yeah, who they just had. It wasn't like they they just drafted them and developed them. So no, that was that was good. And one other news here with MLB, I just wanted to quickly touch yeah. on. Um, Steven Strasburg announced retirement. And oh, officially, officially announced retirement. Um, he has not, I think, since that contract he signed, he has not played hardly at all. Uh, the Nats are st- they didn't have insurance on the contract, so they're still going to owe him 35 million annually through 2026. Oh, what a deal! He was yeah. like the hype nation. I remember how, like, I feel like. I don't remember anyone as hyped up as him. Like for me, I know there's mm. more yeah. prospects that are like more hyped. But the, the two I remember as the most hyped up prospects, honestly, are Bryce Harper and Steven Strasburg. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. And weren't they back to back years or like two years apart? Yep. yep. I think Garrett Cole's like the following year. But those two, I just remember were yeah. like the most hyped guys. And Strasburg lived up to it for a while. Just, yeah. He, yeah, he's just one of those guys, I think had a few too many injuries and it just really wrecked him. But I'll never forget when the Nats pulled him way too early in the playoffs his rookie year and because they wanted to save his arm and they lost the game because of it. They pulled a raise. They lost the game because of it because they wanted to yeah. save his arm. And here we are. Is that your notable Stephen Schausberg moment? Yes. <laughs> that's, a, that's a legendary moment. They got so much crap for that. Wait, so did he get the ring then, technically, that they won in 2019? He was with the team. Yeah, so he was the World Series MVP, I think. That yeah, year. Oh, oh, that's what I think. That's, that's, I think he was. We'd have to no, double was, that. He was still pitching. Think he was. That's, we'll, we'll get that's stack a, eye on that. That's a miss that I can't tell Ben to edit out of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, double check that. But I think, like, surprisingly, that was one of those really great years sandwiched by – like Tommy John and then a rotator cuff or something like that. Yeah. No, 2019, he led the league in wins, was fifth in the Cy Young, and even 15th in – and, yep, he was a 2019 World Series MVP. Oh, so, yeah. That's a mess. So. That's all right. <laughs> since 2019, he's made eight starts. Dang, I was so close. So, so since the World Series win, he's had eight starts. Yes, but and you know, as we're looking here, quick, another quick shout out to my mom and Dev for uh, hopping in the hopping in the chat and watching. We appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, my mom too. She said, "Go Phillies." Oh, yeah. So we should touch on the Phillies because yeah. they are red hot, and it's not October yet. And I feel like Chase I, in the last two years, this is like the hottest i've seen harper in a minute and trey turner is catching fire and he's playing some nice defense at shortstop as well throwing the ball over to harper but i mean i'm excited they they're just i mean they're not playing the best talent right now but they're winning the games they're supposed to be winning and leading the wild card because they're not going to catch the braves but i don't know i think i think they can get that top wild card spot I'm, i'm hopeful if they keep playing like they are yeah, I mean, they hit, what, almost 60 home runs this month, which is an insane offensive outburst. And like you were saying, Trey Turner's finally getting into form. I think that standing ovation really just gave him back his confidence to just be himself. So it's good to see that. He's getting hot at the right point and, you know, leading into September and then obviously into the playoffs, hopefully. But I think we're in a really good spot, up a good place. We've beat up on the teams who are behind us in the wild card. 
And like you said, we're winning the games we need to. And even if you don't win the series, just, or, you know, don't sweep the series, just winning the series matters, you know? Yeah. And getting good outings from people. Christopher Sanchez is what he is. If he goes six and gets two, gives up two or three, that's livable. You can live with that, especially with the way the Phillies do. They just come back in games. Unfortunately, they fell short today, but I mean, they kept it close and, I, you know, yeah. it's totally dumpy angels and they're going to get one here and there. But, you know, over the, over the last two home, you know, stretches, I would say they've done really well. Um, yeah, that's the, the, a good point you made is the Phillies of like the last 10 years. Basically, now you can feel that like they they can be in games like they can come back like they don't just everyone just rolls over and accepts the loss by like inning number seven. They're they're within three, four runs. I legitimately believe they can still win the game. And that's just that's so so much fun as a fan. And got a comment about Brandon Marsh. How what does it say? Well, I think Julia Lindsay said Brandon Marsh is better hit than Bryce Harper because Dev commented that Bryce Harper has the best hair in the league. Oh. Okay. Lindsay hates Brandon Marsh's haircut. So there's no way she said that. <laughs> I'm definitely partial of Bryce Harper's hair, but Brandon Marsh rocks a good. He just has the wet look. I feel like if he didn't do the wet look, people would like him more. Yeah, Dev said your hair is better. So oh, I appreciate that. Chase, you do, Chase, you do have a you do, yeah, you, do. Your, yeah, you have a nice hair, Chase. Yeah. yeah, you can say sometimes Harper and I trade hairstyles. Yeah. Right. And, steal is. and he hey, he he clubbed 300 homers and you had a couple home runs in your time playing church softball. So don't sell yourself yeah. short. Yeah, I had a, had a few moments. Bryce yeah. Harper esque. And you played the hot corner, which Bryce Harper can't he can't play third. So, you know, as they're, as they're looking around the MLB, um, one fun thing that I saw was uh, Josh Lowe. The raise guy. I know there's a bunch of lows. Oh, He's yeah. at 477 and slugging 660 with two outs and runners in scoring position. And I thought that's an absolute nuts stat. Two outs, runners in scoring position. He's almost hitting. half the time he's getting a hit. Yeah. So one Pretty. of the reasons Rays just win ball games with players that you don't think they would. Is he he's the lefty though, right? I think so. So he probably never plays half the games. <laughs> <laughs> if they're facing a lefty, he probably doesn't start. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Probably not. Stupid race and their stupid matches. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, between like baseball heating up and yeah. all right. So we're gonna um we're gonna do a quick random box score. So yes. Bear with us. Um as oh, we... we're gonna get to it. Oh yeah, we're going. We're going right now. The blast from the past. Blast from the past. Random box. Jump right score. into it. I'm in. I'm right, in. This is one of my favorite segments, unless we, we get a bad box score. All right. So now yeah. everyone can see our screen. Um, and we're going to get right into this here. So, box score time. Let's start. Sport. Chase, go. Football. Football. Right, I like it. Uh, I will go with uh, 2004. Oh my gosh. You oh went faster. All right. Well, to remember some players, I'm going to go with the uh, – I'll go Philadelphia Eagles as my team, as the team. Just jumping okay. right back. Okay. I feel like we're going to know a bunch of players. I'm, if you choose, like, the Bengals, what am I going to get out of that? I don't know what week, right. though. Chase, what week, Chase? Week. Let's go week 11. Hopefully it wasn't their bye week. All right, week 11. 
They beat the they beat Washington. Looks like twenty eight to six here. So let's take a look. Probably the Redskins. Oh, is this only the-, the Redskins? Nine and one Eagles. They are. Oh yeah, Ooh, on their way to a Super Bowl appearance. Quarterbacked yeah. by Patrick Ramsey for Washington. Oh my goodness! Don't even know that guy. Nope. <laughs> oh, Clint Portis, right. a guest from earlier in the show on the Immaculate Red. Oh yeah, good call, Chase. Yeah. We should have some fun with this Eagle side. Coy Detmer. Yeah, that's the name. Got Owens on there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just this stats, the stats are so much different. I mean, like, look, the Eagles, Donovan McNabb only thrown 26 times for 200 yards. Definitely a little bit different of an era back then. It wasn't hardcore passing as much as it is today. Four sacks, too. Classic yeah. Freddie Mitchell, one catch. He had that in the NFC Championship game. And that might have sealed his legacy. That one catch. Oh, T.O. Oh only God. with two catches that game, but he had a teeter. So, yeah. All right, let's go down to defense. What we got? Jeremiah Trotter. Oh, that's a that name. Guy. Jeremiah Trotter was a beast. Seven tackles. What's up with McNabb having two tackles? No <laughs> 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 two interceptions. <laughs> Did he have like a fumble or a pick? Oh, fumble. Had a fumble. And, and a pick. pick. So he <laughs> made both the tackles off of that. That's funny. That is the highlight of this box score. This oh, having... no. Sean Taylor. No. Oh. oh. Pour one out to Sean Taylor. Okay. Wow, that hurt. I mean, Sheldon it wasn't. Brown. Oh, that's a classic Eagles defensive guy. Ryan Ike Reese. <laughs> Ike Reese. Lito Shepard. Oh, yeah. Shepard was a beast. Lito Shepard and Brown might have the most insane hits highlights on YouTube. Ike Reese with the pick and Taylor with the pick. Oh, classic. What's going on with kicking? Anything? Kicking. David Akers. Four for oh, four. David Akers. Two for three. I've never heard of that guy before. Who? Tom Tupa and Ola Cameron. It's like, was Washington getting their players from Russia? I've never heard of these guys. <laughs> Sweden. Sweden. Classic. Classic Redskins. Let's is, find somewhere where no one his plays. Career football. was 2004, six for 10. <laughs> The you know we should have this guy on the show just to ask him about his experience that one year with the Redskins. He's not even listed as a kicker. He's listed as a place kicker. Oh my god! Right, well, if you're if we that ever get good. Ola Kimran on here, you know. that's fun though, and that's a segment we like to do sometimes. Just jumping into something random yeah. and that's a fun one. Take it down memory lane, and all those players' names we won't remember on next week's immaculate grid. No, so no, we should though. I'm going to do it myself tomorrow and I'll get like seven, then I'll be salty. So, yeah. No. And as we're, we're going to wrap up here soon. Yeah. Um, yeah we're again, we appreciate everyone, you know, who's been watching. Um, but we got some big, uh, big weekend stuff coming up. Uh, college football, first week. Um, Penn State, West Virginia. It's a big yeah. game. Uh, I think, yeah. I'm looking at, I think Penn State minus 20 and a half. I think I'm going to make a, a pick, an AFR pick. That's a pick oh. right there. I'm making a pick. What is it? Penn State minus 20 and a half against West Virginia. I feel like. Oh my gosh. Dang. I, that was a that was a quick college football starting this weekend. Was it week zero? So you're just jumping right I think in. This is, is this week one? I think, I think this is week one. Yeah. I hate uh, the week zero stuff. If I you know. start playing football, that's, that's week one. I hate how <laughs> Okay, first off, the zero thing really pisses me off now that we're getting back to football because I can't wait until somebody runs out the play cock and they're like, well, it's till zero when the ref looks. It's like, no, when it hits zero, that's the end of the play. <laughs> so it's a penalty. When did this all of yeah. a sudden change out of nowhere? Exactly. Yeah, when it hits zero, it's over. Yeah, no, lock it down. So, Anthony, we appreciate you 
hopping in here and listening and watching as well. I think for me, Penn State was the pick. Uh, do you guys have any? Well, you're a top college pick of the weekend. Yeah. I honestly have not jumped into college football yet. Okay. And I know we're all Penn State fans, though. So I I'll, I'll be yeah. jumping on your train, Ben. I'll be yeah. rooting for I like that pick. You. I think they, you know, they match up well against West Virginia. And, you know, Penn State's obviously they're coming to the season ranked seven. So big expectations. Yeah, they definitely have a lot. And also Sean Clifford finally moved on. So everyone that hated him can finally take a deep breath now that he's gone. And we'll have to put our hands and faith in a somewhat of a rookie quarterback, you could say. But I feel like they have a lot of talent, good defense. No, that should be that should be good. So um obviously college football and then another big baseball series too, Dodgers Braves this weekend. Um oh. that that'll be a you know, obviously Philly's looking good, but it could be a potential NLCS matchup. Um do the yeah. Dodgers have a chance to not win the division? No, the, the Diamondbacks I, kind of fell off a little bit. Yeah, and everyone, the Giants. No, they're they're got they got it. I'd so, say. so the problem two, with the Phillies where they're at too is you pretty much have the four or five seed locked up because most likely you're not catching the Braves. I mean, you could, but yeah. uh, so they, which uh, means you have which means second round matchup would be Braves. <laughs> that's fine, but I don't know who'd you rather face. Who the Dodgers or the Braves? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would rather we didn't play either of them last year, did we, Chase? We played Ooh. the Braves and we stomped all over Spencer Strider. That was that's fun. right. I don't know. I'm I would take on either team. I feel like I, for some reason, I feel like the Dodgers are going to be harder. I think it's just yeah. their pedigree and they just have really smart players. Not that the, the Braves don't, but the yeah. Braves I just feel like are an onslaught team. Like where if it gets open, they're gonna win. Like if they just see the opening. But Anthony, appreciate uh, the question with college football. So that was that was good, and just uh, yeah, you know, with baseball, just some big series coming up too. So yeah, and then I just really wanted to quick. If you not that there's plenty of sports to watch this weekend, but for my tennis fans out there, the U.S. Open started this week. And I was watching a little bit of Carlos Alcaraz last night, which if you don't know, that's Benny's favorite tennis player. And he chose him before he became the world number one and just started dominating everyone. But I don't even know if he's 20 years old yet. He's 20 20 now. Okay. And I was watching him last night. He faced someone who twist turned his ankle. So the match retired early. He's going to get a nice rest for round two. But he is the defending U.S. Open champion, and this is a big U.S. Open to watch because someone has not won back-to-back U.S. Open since, like, Roger Federer did it, and I think it was, like, 2004. So it is hard to dominate consistently on the hard court. On the hard court. A sister out there, shout-out to you. Tennis is top tier. Just real quick, I know you had a few matches already going into your senior year, so she's playing singles. So anyone in the Southern area go out, catch a game. She she smacks them, serves hard. So, but yeah, top tier sport. And but the biggest thing is here is can Alcaraz win back to back? And is he ranked one? Yes. Again? Okay. He is still number one. And on the other half of the bracket is Mr. Villain himself, Djokovic. And if all goes well, they will meet. And Alcaraz has gotten the better out of him recently. And Djokovic, is, he's coming towards the end of his career. He's, he's 36. Um, obviously, Federer retired. Nadal has a hip injury right now, so he's not playing. So, so it's big. But, I mean, a lot of competitors go play on Ash um, Stadium up in New York. And uh, the commentators last night even made a comment about how the Mets just lost during the game because – 
they pan to the stadium. Does he want a Batman now. cookie or something? <laughs> just, <laughs> sorry, I just had to throw that in there. But yeah, something that's to a watch. Good guess so. these days. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's a you know, uh, you know, and don't talk about tennis too much. But it's those big tournaments yeah. are always pretty fun. Oh, and my favorite player, Andy Murray, won his first match, and he has not. Re- he's come out of retirement. He had um, a really intense hip replacement like three, four years ago, but he. He made a return. He's been playing pretty well. He just can't get over that hump. But watch out. He was a world number one at one point. So I'll be rooting him on. And uh, I'll just give you guys one more quick trivia as we're about wrap to up wrap the up the show. Um, so baseball, most of my trivia becomes baseball. There's only two players who have had a 300 average or better over the last eight years, minimum of 1,000 games. Can you guys name? What, can, what is it again? Oh, There's been two players with a 300 average or better over the last eight years, minimum of a thousand games played. That's it. Mm. 300 last eight years. Yeah. So a combined, like a. Yeah. Average. Yeah. Over that chunk of time. Oh my goodness. A thousand games. Any guesses? Mookie uh, won. No. Who'd you say, Mookie? Yeah. Otani. No, he's haven't even been. Oh wait, I'm thinking. Oh my god, bro! 2018 was. I'm working. thinking a thousand games. I'm like, oh, he played a thousand. Um, Arias. No, I have no idea. I'm blanking. All right, I'm just gonna go. Uh, Chase had the right team, at least current team. I got no. I don't know. Freddie Freeman. Yeah, he's one. Oh, Freddie Freeman. Uh, huh. And if you stay in the NL West, all right. His Machado. name is Mr. Who? Machado. No, his name is Mr. Charlie Blackman. Oh, oh I love Charlie Blackman. Yeah, underrated. What a he, he had the Brandon Marsh hair before Brandon Marsh had the Brandon Marsh hair. <laughs> All-time <laughs> beard. All-time beard in the NL yeah. Monster. How old is yeah. he now? Almost 40? He's, yeah, and he's just chilling with that rebuilding Rockies team. Yeah, he's like the forgotten man on that team. Yeah, but it, you know, I mean, always cool to see someone stay with their team. The Rockies have had a lot of those guys with long careers, like Helton and Walker, and yeah, Charlie Blackman, Blackman now. So yeah, yeah, but I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap this one yeah. up. Uh, we this appreciate so much fun. Yeah, we appreciate everyone for listening, everyone for watching, coming in. Um, we got some big things potentially in the works here for the next you know couple weeks, months, and thereafter might start doing some guests and we're excited about about all that um and when we know more we'll we'll yeah announce it for you guys but yeah don't forget to you know if you haven't yet um, on instagram af show afr show pod or follow us on spotify apple um we're on twitter too so yeah you can basically listen to us wherever you want at afr show pod and yeah, we try to put some stuff on Twitter and Instagram too. A lot of, we're having a lot of fun. This, I honestly think, went great, boys. And not that we have to do it every week, but we'll definitely have to get another one of these on the block. So, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, this was really fun. I'm glad. Thanks to everyone for tuning in too. Yeah, thank you yeah. guys. And we will, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys again soon. This won't be the last time. See ya.